Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Hope you guys are being well and having good days. I am AP. And I'm Toya. What's going on, boo? Yes, nothing much. How are you? I am good. I am good. Of course, you guys are joining us. We are AP and Toya. We call this AP and Toya podcast, conversation with AP and Toya. Um, you know, we're just here because we love doing this type of stuff, man. And I uh, thank you guys so much for, um, you know, for checking in with us and, uh, you know, hanging out with your with your people, with your family. We like to call call everybody family, right? Yes. And if this is your first time listening to us, we um, are a Christian millennial couple. Can we still call ourselves millennials? Yeah, we're still <laughs> in that in that uh, window. Yeah, we've been married going on sixteen years now. Um, we have three beautiful children. And um, we just decided to create this space to, one, just show people that Christian millennial living can be fun. It's doable. It doesn't have to be boring. So this is just our space that, that we yeah, decided and, to create. And if you guys have been here for a while, what's going on, family? Y'all know us already, but we got to give an intro to people who haven't been with us before. Yes. But we thank everybody for joining us. Um, we have a cool, cool um, uh, topic today. Um, as you guys yes. know, one thing we love to talk about, we talk about marriage, we talk about religion, we talk about parenting. And so uh, this episode, we're going to talk about parenting. And so, uh, as my wife said, we have been married for a while. We are the parents of three beautiful children. Um, yes. they're, they're starting we to become, have a boy and yeah, two girls, 14, I, 11, and 9. Yeah, and, I, and I, we're starting to become, I said three little kids, but we're actually starting to become parents too. We have a teenager. We have one that's almost a teenager. Yes, and we have one that, that'll be 10 too. So. Um, we kind of have been through the the growing up stage, and now they're starting to become more independent, which is interesting. Yeah, interesting to say the least. Yeah. Yes, interesting. But um, this podcast is for um parents, yeah. parents, I guess aunties and uncles too. If you're not a parent, if you're a but, part of if you're a part of their support system, you're a yes. part of their village. If you're part um, of the community, yeah. If you're part of their living community, you know, auntie, uncle, godfather, godmother. You know, grandparent, all that stuff, man. This this is this podcast is for you. Even if it's somebody that you are, um, you know, a, a, a figure for, a father figure for, something like that. You know, if you have a, a godson, this stuff still applies. Even if you don't have your own children, this stuff is still helping to grow up the next community, the next uh, wave of leaders. Next generation. And, yeah, next generation, man. So yes. we're going to jump right into it. We're going to try not to be too long with you guys. We always say that every week. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't happen. You are a preacher at heart. But we're going to make sure that we continue to, you know, have fun with this thing. So what are we calling this podcast? Let's jump right into it. Six tips for parenting well during 2021. Yeah. Six, six, six tips. tips. Yeah, six tips. So Write them down just... if you want. And, and also in the comments, too, man, if you if you have any, if you have some tips that we missed, let us know because we're still yeah. growing parents as well. So, yes. yeah, we're all a village here. So drop it in the comments. Let us know. DM us. Let us know if you have any extra tips that we can share. For sure. Um, on the next podcast. So you want to go first? Do you want me to we'll kind of go back and forth? So yeah. the first one I have, this one is very important to me. And I put it number one on my list. Um, and it's covering your kids spiritually. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I've learned from my mentors. This is something that initially I really didn't know to do because I feel like my parents, maybe they did this for me, but they never did this over me and just praying over my kids. 
praying over my kids. I've mm-hmm. tried to, well, I have a funny story. I tried praying over Sydney. She's our nine-year-old the other night. I went into her room. She was sleeping. I was trying to pray over her, give her a kiss on the forehead. And guess I, after I prayed over her and tried to give her a kiss, I guess she got startled by me, like, breathing over her. And she hit me right in the nose so <laughs> hard. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to, my nose was bleeding how hard she hit me right in the nose. She just woke up swinging like you. She's like a, a female version of you. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I learned the hard way to pray over her and, and from far, not to not to actually touch her, try to kiss her when I'm praying over I her. Bet you learned but your lesson, didn't I, you? I learned my lesson. But yeah, covering your kids spiritually, make sure you're praying over them, praying God's word over them, mm. and just making sure that you know we pray for ourselves, we pray for others. But taking time to pray over your kids, I think that's very essential. Yeah, and I, I, you gotta think about it too. I mean, th- this generation of children are growing up in an era like never before. The, the the access they have to everything from technology to knowledge to you know I mean there we, we see so much stuff stuff happening in the world right now I mean our kids are exposed to, to death um, earlier than we than we were you know what I mean and yeah. so they can literally go on their phone or go on computer and they can you know you can talk about the, the George Floyd incident and seeing a man die or you can mm-hmm. see you know like like it's almost yeah. they're desensitized to stuff because so yeah. much information is mm-hmm. coming their way and so we have to continue to pray for our children to make sure that we uh, not only pray for their eye gate, but pray for their ear gate as well. Because a lot of things um, that they're experiencing, we, we need to be covering that stuff. Because it's, 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 and, and the prayer is not for the times that they're in front of you. The prayer is for the times when, they're, when you're not in front of them. And so you, yeah. you want to just pray that, that those things don't seep into their mind and to their hearts, um, the th- things that they see. And as much as we want to be parents and cover them and stuff, we can't f- catch everything. It's, it, we, it's just too much stuff happening. We have, three, like I said, we have three children. So if we're focused on one child, we can't keep tabs on the next child that's downstairs or upstairs, or whatever like that. And so that prayer is so important to keep a spiritual covering over them because you want to make sure that the nothing gets into their into their rooms, nothing gets into their mind, their ears, their eyes. Like we need to be vigilant as parents. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I love that one. I agree. I agree. I love that you say our children are getting desensitized. I really do feel that. I think we're as a, as just as the world, like we're all getting desensitized. Yeah. We have all of these injustices in front of us. Um, just being in a pandemic, like having the, the death toll now be up to 500,000 people 500, that are 000. dying. I mean, there's just, yeah, you're right. There's death around us. There's just so much, it's just so much sin and everything around us now that it's just like, a. I don't know. I feel like the fear and the reverence of God that we grew up with that our grandparents, um, kind of put in us is just really not as existent anymore. So oh, for sure. That's, that, that's, that's for sure, man. I mean, growing up, I mean, just talking for, you know, us, you know, I don't know. We, we don't know what everyone, yeah, we every don't know if everyone like, yeah, going through, even if you guys are even Christians listening to us, but we're just giving you from our point of view, when we were younger, you know, our grandparents were the people that held the, the mantle when it came to the spiritual aspect of who we will be as people. So I can remember my grandmother sitting me down and making me go to church and, have me sit in the front row and I'd be so upset. I got to sit in the front row and, 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 but, but we made, no matter what happened during the week or what you had to do, you were at service, you know, um, come Sunday morning. Now I remember a little trick was, um, me and my cousins would go to, um, church with my grandfather cause he actually went to church for 8am. And so we would go to church at 8am just to try and get like, 
you you you, it, you cannot go a Sunday without going to church. So the trick was go with grandpa, go with pop up at eight at eight a.m. because nigga had the rest of the day. While the rest of the family getting ready for church, you already back. So yeah. that, that was like a little trick. But once my grandmother got a hold of that, you know, and she had everybody singing in choirs. And stuff. But I say all that to say, our grandparents were the spiritual barometers in our in our households. And right now, I feel like with all the stuff going on in the world. Our children, we, we, we're so busy with life, we don't keep that same energy when it comes to today's society, today's yeah. children. Yeah, I I wasn't um, a traditional churchgoer like you. Like, I know you there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like, all during the week. <laughs> but um, we did go occasionally. But thank God for my grandmother. My grandmother was a praying grandmother. I would see her on her knees before God. She would call me beside her. She was the, really the first one that showed me how to pray. Like, I heard her praying. I saw her praying. I knew that God was, like, a active part of her life. I saw her, um, I saw her preaching. I saw her touching people, holding them and praying over them. Yeah. So I really got to see that example, uh, from my grandmother. So shout out yeah, to the just shout out to the grandmas out there holding it down. I and don't know. We got some too. new school grandmas, we got oh, some new school grandmas. I know we turn it, we being like grandmas at like uh, in our thirties and forties. But um, shout out to the grandmothers. Shout out to all the um, maternal um, people in our family. It's some patriarchal. Yeah. Is that a is that a right word? Patriarchs and patriarchs. Matriarchs and patriarchs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So covering your kids spiritually. Yeah, that's, so that's uh, making one. sure. So if somebody, Take honey, one. let me ask you because you really have good suggestions mm -hmm. um, for this. So I know some people uh, listen to our po uh, podcast that are not Christians. What advice yeah. would you have for? For I guess a non-Christian listener, somebody that's even struggling in their walk, they don't really know how to pray for themselves, much as right. pray over their kids. Like, what advice would you have for them for this covering your kids spiritually? Like, how? What are some ways that they can start? Or like, how can they go about this? I I would say, and it actually kind of almost um, bleeds into to number two. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. The the point that, that that's being made. Um, you got to make sure that you are present with your with your kids. Meaning, like, no matter what is going on, this is not even a spiritual thing. This is just a, um, a a parenting thing. No matter what's going on in their life, you need to be present. And so, if you're not a spiritual person and you're not gonna be like my wife, you know, praying over the people, kids. Yes, I'll be dropping that oil, nose, dropping that um, oil. You are gonna feel that oil being sprinkled right, you know on I mean? you during the night. So, if you're not doing all that. Um, <laughs> You at least just want to be present. When I say be present, that, that just means knowing, try your best to know everything that is happening in your kid's world. Not in your world, but in your kid's world. Because in our world, we think about bills, we think about this, we think about that. You know, you got to feed these kids, you got to clothe the kids, you got to pay rent, you got to do all this other stuff, which is what we're supposed to, as the parents, that's what we're supposed to do. But sometimes, with just seeing that the kids are healthy is enough for us, but we don't really get to invest in their world. And so being present, meaning seeing what they're watching, seeing what they're listening to, seeing what games they're playing, seeing their friends, being present is a way to cover your, your children spiritually, I feel. Um, you guys probably hear our, air, our heating, heating unit going on. But um, that's a way to, 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 be, um, to make sure you cover your kids um, without even being spiritual. Know, try to know exactly what's going on in their world. Okay, boo. Ah, uh, sorry. I was just texting our kids to turn off the heater. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, for being listening to your children, listening to what's going on. I'm a big 
T.D. Jakes fan. I'm always making references if you haven't realized by now. But T.D. Jakes always says that when he was growing up, like his mom was his mom always listened to him. Like he said he never struggled as an adult not feeling like not important and not feeling of value because no matter um no matter what he did every time he came to his like his mom she would always stop what she was doing he always tells a story like he would come to her and she was one time she was cooking this big meal she's in the kitchen she's like frying chicken i just love it because i could just picture it in my mind and he comes to her and and he's telling her all this stuff and she says he says that she would always stop she would stop what she's doing and she would always look at him get down to his level and she always made him feel so important and he said that's one thing he always learned from his mom and ever since i heard that i'm like you know, I need I need to do this with my kids no matter what I'm doing, because sometimes they're talking to you and they're telling you a whole story. They're sharing <laughs> their whole heart with you. Yeah. And then they get done and they'd be like, like, mom, like, are you listening? Did you hear? Like, I just shared my whole story with you. Like, right. and you're just uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're just in your phone. You're just doing whatever you're doing, cleaning, cooking, whatever, you know, you're up to. So really stopping what we're doing and really listening um, to them, getting down to their level. If you have smaller kids, they say getting down to their, you know, to eye level with them and listening to them and, and you know, really hear their heart. Yeah. I mean, this this is uh, which is kind of crazy because we actually bleed into number three. You just said it. <clears throat> so number one is covering your kids spiritually. Number two is being present. Turn things off, you know, listening, stuff like that. Number three is listen to your children, their hearts, their desires, and their dreams. Listen, we want so much stuff for our kids. We truly, truly do. We want, we want, and every parent, I feel, wants to, they want their kids to be better than they ever were. You know what I mean? And so you want your kid to be more educated. You want your kid to be, um, you know, richer than you, you want your kid to be, you know, just more successful in life. And so we want so much stuff for our kids, but we actually have to see and listen uh, and look, look for signs for what our kids are gifted at. You know what I mean? See, see what they like, see what their interests are. And again, you know, when you have more than one kid, it, it, get, it can get a little bit difficult because you have three different personalities and three different dreams and three different aspirations. And you're trying your best to navigate as a parent. And so we get it because now we, we have three children that, they pretty much want to do three different things, you know what I mean? And so we try and try our best to listen to their, their dreams, listen to their aspirations, and try our best as parents to help them get along and, and to further that thing. If they say, hey, I want to be an astronaut, okay, let's see how we can get you to, into some programming for science. Let's see how we can do, you know, if they say, hey, I want to be a basketball player, okay, let's go to the gym, let's, let's try and get you some basketball lessons. Like, we really try and listen to their hearts so that they can now have the opportunity to say, I at least tried to be or do what I wanted to do. And my parents helped me with that. And so um, that's part three. Listen to your children, their hearts, their desires, their dreams. Yeah, boo. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love this one. Cause I just, I just love being a mama. I really think it's, it's like she God's, sure God's like best gifts to me um, besides you. Um, yes, God's best gifts to me. I, I truly love this. I love listening to my children's hearts, not even just about like their biggest dreams, but just listen to them on an everyday basis. Like I yeah. love, love, love how my kids think. I love how they see the world. I love, it's just this, this kid energy. Like they just dream so big. They're not yeah, bogged they're down really with do. like bills and life and all this stuff. It's just this kid life 
this kid like energy and the dreaming and just I just love seeing like the world through their eyes because they remind me to, to to dream big. So I love listening to just to their hearts, to their ideas, just the things that they have going on in their head, whatever is happening in their world and their level, even though, you know, our youngest one is nine. Like she has such a huge imagination. Oh like gosh. I love it. Like right now she's working on she's doing chores around the house so she can get money. So she has a little list and she's writing down like cleaning the bathroom is three dollars and cleaning her closet is another three dollars like she's trying to add up money so she can buy a sewing machine because she wants to start making clothes like I just I just love her mind she's thinking about different fabrics and different patterns and ideas and, and, and I just love listening and I'm like yes like I love that you're doing this like yeah right. let's think of ways that you could come up that you of course you have to earn your money to you know, to go buy your sewing machine, but let's come up with ways that you can earn money so that you could buy this sewing machine and you could start um, sewing clothes. Like I love a child's mind. I love that we have three different types of kids that are into three different things. So definitely listening to what's on your kid's heart. Let's making room for their, for their gifts that God has really um, given them. And you said you said one thing about like um, Sydney is actually like you said doing chores to earn money. So this is the, a good way to instill a hard, a hard work ethic into your children by making if the, if you want to do something or you want to purchase something, I'm not just going to go buy it for you. You have to work for it. And these this is the principle as adults. These are the principles that mean the most to us because now when we when we want to do something we got to go to work for it so we want a new car we got to go work for it. we want to start a business we got to go work for it. whatever we want in life you have to work for it. and so we make sure that work is attached to the dream that our children want and so again sydney she wants to do a sewing uh to, to, to make her own clothes okay you need money to do this and so how do you do that you can't work right now but you can do chores around the house and every time you do something we can check it off and now you can have money towards that thing same thing with with um with uh, uh layla layla you know does, does she she wants to become an actress and so um you know so now we're looking to get in her acting classes she's already been in the commercial as a young kid and stuff like that but she just loves that type of stuff and so we try our best to put them in a position to be successful and not everything that they want to do is you know something that we're passionate about but if our ki- if our children are passionate about it we want to make sure that we try our best to, to, to set them up to be successful. Not not and again, not everything they want is gonna be successful, but at least them knowing that they worked hard towards it will help them when they try their next goal in life. And so um, just make sure you listen to your kids dream. And again, this is a disclaimer for parents. We all have aspirations for our children. We wanna we all you know, we wanna raise doctors and lawyers and stuff like that. But if your child is really telling you this is not who I want to be, I and I kind of think this is where I want to go. Humor them and yourself, and just help them out. You know what I mean? Because again, our children aren't us. We can want whatever we want for our children, but at the end of the day, they're going to make their own decisions, and they're going to be the people that are in charge of their own life. But the best thing you can do is try and aid in that. Now, obviously, I'm not telling you to sell them a pipe dream, but I'm telling you that you should try your best to. Make sure that you meet them halfway and let them work towards the things that they can do to become better adults. What do you think, Boo? Yeah, and I think it's a struggle. Like, I was raised in a generation where or my parents, I don't know if this is for all parents, but my parents were just like, it wasn't really passion-related careers that you picked. It was, 
you you know, I'm coming from Guyana. I'm coming from a third world country. It's you go to school, you get the highest degree so you can get the best paying job. Whether you like it or not, doesn't matter. As long as it's a good job, it's going to give you great benefits. It's going to provide for you so you can get this American dream uh, so that you could provide for your family yeah, and that you can, that. you, you can live you can live well. There's nothing wrong with that, but there is, it wasn't any emphasis on finding a career that you're passionate about, finding a career that you can use your gifts in. Like, Mm -hmm. like you could hate being a doctor and I'm a nurse now. And and I work with a lot of people in the medical field who on paper said they, they're very successful. They make a good living. You know, they're doing a good job. They're helping to save lives, but they're miserable. They're absolutely miserable because that's not where their passions lie like i have one coworker, like they love to draw and their parents was absolutely you're not going to school for drawing like you're going to go into the medical career because it's a stable career um and they have a culture where they assess you know their family members like once you make it and once you get your degree now it's time to put your younger sibling through school so and it was just like you know she has a passion for drawing she's always wanted to draw and if you see her sketches you're like oh my god you're so amazing like you could have been sketching things from magazines and fashion magazines and articles and you could have been a graphic designer illustrator but there was there was no there was no making room for 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 that gift she had to go to the medical field because most of her family went through the medical field so you this is what you had to do to be successful i mean and she is successful now but now she looks back and she's like what if i had taken that path what if i had pursued and there's always this feeling inside of her we were talking about you know now that we have kids and now that we're a different generation she was asking me like how do you raise your kids do you raise your kids to go for that safe thing or do you raise your kids to go for that that passion even though you know like you know sometimes we're afraid if we follow our passion it might not pan out so we kind of need that backup that safe Mm -hmm, backup mm -hmm. but we were having this conversation passion you know are you leading your kids for that 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 sure thing or 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 passion uh, something in their gifts so I say all of that to say like really listening to your children really listening to their heart I know it's hard sometimes especially for me like now I even struggle with that because I see that my kids are very passionate about music they're very passionate about the arts and it's something that I, I I have no like I was just raised books 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 and now here my kids are like they they do well at school but you can see that they're gifted in, in the arts so I know it's a struggle for a lot of parents. Honey, I know you're very artistic, so mm-hmm. this might not be as hard for you. I feel like maybe you might more be supportive towards the arts, but I was just raised books, 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 and you get that degree that's going to give you, you know, a job that you have something on paper versus, like, passion and your gifts and what you what you align with. I mean, I love writing. I've always loved writing. I was talking to my mom. She's like, yeah, you were always writing as a kid. Like, what if, you know, would I have been a writer now? Like, would, it, would I have pursued it's a career? Um, it's not too late. Would I have pursued a career in writing instead of, you know, a medical um, field? So just really talking to your kids, listening to their hearts and seeing what they, I feel like listening to them and, and talking to them, like, it's easy to, once you're in tune with your kids and who they are as people, it's easy to realize they're gifting in certain areas, if that makes true, sense. True, yeah. yeah. And, our, and our kids are, like I said, um, like my wife said, our kids are very, very three different 
type of types of kids. Like I, I grew up in the arts, and and I, I, I did mu- I've still doing music. I've been doing music for a long time, and um, I, you know, in anything that's in, matter of fact, my career, my job is is, is creative coordinator. And, um, which is over social media and stuff for different for you know our five campuses for, for our church, and so I still do things creatively. This is you know something that we me and my wife have fun doing because we just one love doing this, but also it's a, it's an opportunity for me to kind of feed that creativity that I have, um, and, and and you know this is what I love doing, and so I don't know what I'd be doing if that was kind of squelched when I was younger to not pursue some of the stuff that I wanted to pursue. Um, you know, and, and and so we want to make sure our kids have that same exact energy when, when it comes to their wants and dreams. And again, they're not always going to, they, they may be onto one thing this, you know, this day and then, you know, a month later, they're like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. That's okay. Let them continue to dream, but you have to make sure you continue to actually uh, listen to them and listen to their hearts, their desires and dreams and then see how you can assist them in doing it. But don't just don't just give them lip service. You got to be about that action too. So don't just give them lip service. All right, we're gonna move on to the next one. Boo. Yeah, What's the next yeah. One? I I I love I love what you're saying. I just I'm just sitting here thinking and yeah, I and see you're I think pondering over there. I think about um, we get back to our visual Jeremiah. Podcast. Yeah, we got to get back to our visual. But Jeremiah, like one and four, like every time I get this air get in this area and I'm stumbling because it's just what wanting what I want for my kids and what I think they will be successful doing. Mm-hmm versus the things that I see them I doing. So I love that Jeremiah one and four that God just reminds us like he like he knows us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. Like yeah. he has a plan for us. And I remind this to my friends too. Like God really has a plan for our kids. Yeah. Like he he knows. Like he knows the gifts that he's put in them. He knows the paths that they will choose. Um, so really trusting, really trusting God with our kids, which is like so hard to do. It's easier to like say, but it is so hard to do. Like, it is so hard to do. Like I have some coworkers now, like they're older and you know, their kids are trying to find their path. And one decided to go to the military and she's just like struggling through that process. But he is like, so gone hold on on like this is the path that he wanted for his life but yeah. that's not the path that they you know they, they would choose yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. they would choose for him so really that jeremiah one and fourth is just like something i always try to fall back on when when i mean our kids are still at the age where they're still they're still forming their thoughts and they're still under you know our instruction and our guidance but when they get to that decision making age where it's just like man you got to support them through what they decide so thank God for, for that Jeremiah 1 and 4. For any parents out there that need a scripture to keep it together when your kids start making decisions that <laughs> that you're not, like, that you didn't see coming. It's actually Jeremiah 1, 4 through, I want, I, we keep saying Jeremiah 4. 1 and 4. 1 and 4, but I want to mm-hmm. make sure we give it to them, you know. I think it's 1, um, one, well, you're on, one you're on 4, it. Jeremiah well, well. 1, 4 through 6. I think you might be right. Um, let me, I'm just looking through it. So it says, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Now the word of the Lord came, came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you prophet to the nations. Um, and what version is that? That's ESV version. Okay. Because I know we're referencing the scripture, but I want to make sure that we, you know... Um, yeah, the call of Jeremiah. Yeah, so just you know, just you know, we're trying to 
round this thing into everything, you know, guys. It, it, of course, you get everything when you <laughs> come to our podcast. This is what we're, you know, what we're about and what we're striving to be, just to make sure we're, we're the correct parents we can possibly be. But uh, yeah, Jeremiah, yeah. one four. I have three, another. Four, um, I know you love the ESV, but um, yeah. I have another version. This is the message version. Um, before I shaped you, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you, a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. I mean, like, that's a total mic drop right there. What, what version is that? Like, this is the, this is um, the message version. Oh, message version, yeah. Yeah, so really, God, God has a plan for our kids, man. No matter what we want and how we see our lives um, going, it just really comforts me. And it reassures me, too, man, like. You know, I'm going to try my best parenting, but God really is in control. God's in yeah. control. We learned that with 2020 for that real. That should be a whole other podcast. God is in control. Yeah. Man, so many things happen in life that we just, ooh, we, we try our best to manipulate our way through life. And, and God is like, nah, I, I'm, I got it. You know what I mean? And you got, you have no idea what's happening, but all you can do is trust God. So that's a whole other podcast in its, in its own. Yeah. But um, all right, let's go to the next one, boo. Um. So the next one is um, nurturing your kids' emotional and, like, mental health. And after 2020, bruh, like, how do we even start? So initially, I told my husband initially when um, we're coming up on a year now of of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So initially when the pandemic hit with the quarantine, being at work, the craziness, it was just like, I was just trying to gather my mind wrap my my mind around like taking care of my emotional and mental health and then I realized too like my kids were being affected by this here they were home now not being able to leave the house at all because we would not even take them in the car like they were legit went from having a life to playing sports being out like um, doing things, going to the stores with us, to being in the house 24-7. Everything happened in the Ooh. house. And then I just had to realize, too, like making sure that I'm not only am I taking care of my emotional and mental health, but I'm making sure that my kids, it, yeah. it was always my goal. Like after I want my kids to come out of this whole pandemic feeling well, emotionally and mentally uh, healthy because life just like got turned upside down, not just for us, but for our kids, too. Yeah, yeah. Like they went from seeing their friends every day and having a social life you to mean not active in gym and moving around and stuff like yeah, that. Like yeah, like they went from being like just socially interactive with their friends to to not. I know my older ones, um, they're still able to keep up with their friends with FaceTime and they're playing video games and that kind of stuff. But for my younger nine year old too, like she went from having friends in the class to to not really speaking to anyone because they're not really on that social level yet where they're texting and talking and, you know, doing all that stuff. So social making media. sure, yeah, social media, making sure that you're taking care of your children's mental health. You're talking to them. How are you doing today? Like, how's school today? And like, how how are you? How are you in, in your 11-year-old mind? Like, what's going on in your mind? Like, how are you processing through and, and just really making sure you find the words and the emotions to... To, to get down to their level. Like, you know, yeah. what's going on in your 14-year-old world right now? How are you dealing with this? How can I help you process through this? Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I love that. Um, and I'm also going to take it in a different way, too. Um, nurturing their emotional, mental health. We have to be very, very careful on how we speak to our children. And sometimes, you know, we, we can get angry, we get upset, and we, we you know, we, we're... 
were so angry at the moment you may say something that you know you probably shouldn't have said but you know our kids you know children in general even as adults man somebody say something to you you take that with you and so covering you know making sure that you uh, nurture their emotional mental health is is so important because what we say to them is what they're going to think and feel about themselves and yeah. so we have to make sure we're speaking words yeah. of positivity yeah. words of strength words of encouragement words that they always will, say our words become their thoughts yeah yeah and so we have to make sure that we're protecting them uh, with the words that we say because we have to it's the world is going to is going to give them and fill them with so much stuff we have to make sure that they know exactly who they are when they leave the house we tell our children that you are loved we tell my wife is always saying this to the children you're god's masterpiece you, you know what I mean? And like, meaning God took his time to put you together. You're unique. You're beautiful. Your your hair is beautiful. You're tall. You're strong. You're intelligent. These are the things that we try to speak to our children on a daily because when they go out to the world and someone sells them differently, they already know what it is. No, 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 no. I know exactly who I am because my mother says so. God says so. And this mm-hmm. is who I am. And so when you're f- constantly feeding them with positivity and with hope and with promise, that's what they're going to believe about themselves. Now, on the flip side, if you're always constantly telling them they're stupid, they're ugly, they're, they're, they're this, they're that, you know, this is the, this is the, the, this is the emotional mask they have when they leave the house, because this is all the stuff that they're wearing. So every negative thought and, 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 and I'm sorry, every negative word that comes out of your mouth is attaching to them. It's, it's almost as, as an armor. They, they, they hold it because they feel like this is who they are when people see them. They see them as dumb. People see them as... Yeah, because they start believing that. Yeah, they start believing yeah, that they stuff. They start believing so, that stuff. Yeah, so we can't, we can't expect people to treat our children a certain way when, when they come home, we're verbally abusing them. You know, and, and so how can, you, how can you expect your children to be successful if you're constantly breeding negativity into them? And maybe you just had a bad day. Maybe somebody didn't speak positive, positively to you. But the things that we say to our children, it affects them in a major, major way. And so we yeah. have to make sure we choose the right words to say yeah. to our children, um, yeah. you know, going forward to protect them. Mm-hmm. And can I say this is just not a bad day thing. This is a generational thing. This oh, yeah, is a thing sure. that's come from um, generations and generations. Like we've heard our parents say crazy stuff to us. Oh, so yeah. it's something that we decided early on when we became parents. Like this is a generational um, curse that we're going to break. Like we're not going to call our kids stupid. We're not going to talk down to them. We're not going to call them names. Like yeah. we're going to uplift our kids. And it's, and, and it's look, it's a struggle. When you get mad, stuff be coming out your mouth. You'd be like, oh, like where, where did that where, I'm, I'm super, super where did that come from? Oh yeah, Udi. Yeah, you need to work on this area. You yeah. got to talk to yourself in this area. Yeah, and my, my wife is always but, telling me that too. Because once I get angry, I really, really get angry. Like, I'm yeah, you angry, go like, for it. Yeah, he be like, like, you acting stupid. Yeah, I'm I'm like, saying, oh, I, I, I oh. I'm that was just stupid. Like, son, that was stupid. Like, I, I you know, what no, mean? I mean, you could so, say that was stupid, but yeah. You don't want to be like you're stupid, you're stupid for you're doing dumb. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like uh, that was a stupid decision, or yeah. that wasn't a smart. De- I would say that wasn't a smart decision. Right. But as far as like, stop calling your kids stupid. I see this a lot on on, um, on Instagram too. People cursing at their kids, just straight up cursing Bruh, at their kids, like they're uh, like that. adults. Like stop. I, saw, I was I, I was um it was a couple of years ago, but I still remember it because I got so mad. This lady, um. I was actually at a, a stoplight and this lady was waiting for the bus and the kid had to be like maybe two years old and she was cursing this baby out. 
I'm like, the baby is two years old. Barely, the, the baby's walking, but it's not like he's, you know, an adult. She was, you MF of this, you sit the F down. I'm like, yo, this. she's cursing this baby out. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I, I immediately started praying for that child. And not saying that she's a bad woman or she's a bad yeah. mom. I'm, but, you know, but because I'm not judging her, 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 her existence. But what I'm saying is, we gotta be if if you can do that in public and when everyone else is watching you, I can only imagine what is happening at home. The the things you're saying to your child and how do you expect yeah. your child to be successful when you're constantly berating them with 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 curse words and 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 you you sit sit your your black wall that I was yeah. just like I was I got so angry in that car. I was yeah, like, I know. I mean, we can get angry because we're looking from the outside, but we don't right. know what that lady's yeah, life was saying, like. You know, her, there's a lot was, of there's a lot of healing that has to occur. Yes, as yeah, you yeah. know. Even before, it'd be great that we can handle all this stuff before we become parents. But it, we real, no we right, right, right. Yeah. we realize that when we're we're parents and we get to kind of put that mirror up to ourselves to be like, why am I, why am I talking to my kid like this? Like, why is it that when I get angry, like these are the words that are coming out? Right. So really doing, it's a really a lot of generational um, things that have been passed down to us because this is just our initial reaction that our initial. I'm trying to find the right words to say. It's like our initial way of just thinking. Like it just comes yeah, out right, so, reaction, like yeah. it comes out so naturally because that's what just what we were used to. That's how our parents talk to us. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying. So really, we have to really be intentional with our words when we're parenting because really our words become their thoughts. So yeah. I, I'm like that, that emotional health thing is so huge because we have so many people that are struggling with depression. They're struggling with anxiety. They're struggling with self-worth they're struggling with you know just so many things because they feel that they're inferior to a lot of things because they were told that when they were younger they were told that your hair is nappy they were told that so they they grow up and and, and they try as best to make their hair look a certain way or they tell all oh, you're too black so you got people that, that grow up and they want to bleach their skin you mm-hmm. got people that, that's a whole nother podcast podcast what i'm saying is the words that we speak into our children yeah they need to be the new set of armor that they walk into the world with and so if they if the world is constantly giving them negativity we need to be over mm-hmm. over positive to make sure our children know. Because right. at the end of the day, we want our children to be successful people in society, and not only uh, represent you, represent Christ, but also represent themselves in the best light as possible. And I ain't telling you to be fake and be phony. I'm telling you to genuinely care what your what your children are going through, and how do we do that? Is by speaking positivity and speaking life into them every single time we have an opportunity to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That I mean, that's a good. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, but yeah, that's good. I love that. So we don't. Uh, so number. Two, so kinda... number five. We just have one more because we've kind of went through the other one already. Okay. Yeah. So, so the last one, one is right. just. Um, were you gonna say something? No, you're good. You're good. I thought we were so going to the last one that I realized too based on 2020 because everybody's been talking about the 20 pounds that they put on in 2020 um it's really taking care not only of our physical health but also the physical health of our children like i learned this the hard way we finally got to the doctor got checkups for the kids um everybody gaining weight i'm gaining weight aaron's gaining weight kids gaining weight like we just really kind of um just been eating whatever so yeah so really taking care of our physical health i really feel like um having the kids see me eat healthy making sure that first of all making sure that i'm taking accountability 
of what I bring into the house. Like yeah. I'm doing the grocery shopping. I'm doing most of the cooking. So if I'm frying everything and I'm bringing chips, sodas, all that kind of stuff, that's what the kids are going to eat. So I have to be take the responsibility and be accountable about what I'm bringing in the house. And my kids need to see me eating healthy. My kids need to see me working out. So that they know like this is a type of lifestyle that that I need to have too. Because the more I start eating healthy, the more I start working out, the more I start teaching myself about, you know, changing my habits regarding, you know, health and eating, then I feel like it trickles on down to them. Yeah, no, it's so it's 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 the it's the God's honest truth. We have to take care of ourselves and that that means, you know, making sure our children are going to their appointments, making sure they go into the dentist, making sure they go into, you know, just the, the regular family stuff but also like my wife said making sure that things that come into the house aren't going to give our children um again we talk about setting up our children for, for you know for greatness our children can't have high cholesterol and high blood pressure and, and be on medication and stuff like that when they they're barely 12 years old like that you know we can't we, we and that's that's mommy and daddy fault that's not the kids fault because they're going to eat their children and so we got to make sure that we, we are physically taking care of our children and no and, and and it's hard to do that sometimes in the pandemic you know because we're they're not in school running around being healthy stuff like that for the most part they're in front of a tv they're in front of they're in front of a uh, computer because they have the zoom classes and stuff like that and so the just the opportunity to even be healthy physically is kind of rough and, and and i'm working from home my wife was working three days <coughs> excuse me at the hospital and so you know, it's just not a lot, lot of opportunities to make sure that we're active and being physically uh, responsible. No, I think we have to make the time. That's like, what I'm we have yeah. to make the time. Like, even if we're doing at home workouts, like getting our right. body moving, we have, we, too many, we've made too many excuses and all the reasons, oh, the gym's closed and, and we don't have this or we don't yeah. have a treadmill, we don't have a bike. Yeah, we're like, about to purchase a treadmill right like, now. Like, let's, let's, let's get on YouTube. Let's get these home workouts. Let's sit, let's sit down on the carpet. Let's do some crunches. Like, let's get our body moving. Let's eat yeah. healthy. Let's love ourselves. This has been my thing for myself. Just loving myself through loving my body. Like, thank God that it's, like my, I wake up every morning. I'm like, thank you, God. My arms work, my feet work, my <laughs> heart's beating. Yeah. Like I go through this whole thing when I'm standing in front of the mirror. Cause really, 2020 has showed this show. Like you could be the healthiest persons. I've seen like the healthiest people die from COVID. People that were eating right, that were yeah. helping out. Like our life is so precious. Like we need to take better care of it. Cause you could be here today and gone tomorrow. Like yes, we, I had a friend who um, her 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 granddad um, passed away. And he was only 60, but he was on, he was in the best shape. Took yeah, no a young medicine. grandfather? Huh? That's a young grandfather. I know. He was 60. He had no, he had no medicine, took no medicine, healthy blood pressure. He got COVID and died 10 days later. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like crazy. Like, no, like just the healthiest, like they, like he's, he's had articles written up on him on how healthy he was. No, no, like this is something crazy. But when it's your time, it's your time. But saying all that to say, we got to make sure that we continue to keep our bodies in good shape. Yes, and, and, loving our and bodies. Like I said, we're, we're trying to buy us a treadmill for the for the house, so so the kids can come in the basement, they can work out. My, my son has weights in his room and stuff like that. We're just trying to set ourselves up, not just our kids, but our but us as well. Um, boo, can we go to this? I actually have one more I want to add. I know mm -hmm. we said that was the last one. I have one more I want to add. Yeah, go ahead. Number six, spend time with your children. This is something that is my wife is making sure to hammer this into our family. 
She's yes. like, on nights that I am home. Every day, 7 o'clock. I don't care what you're doing. Shut it down. I don't care if you're working from home. Kids got stuff. Shut it down. 7 o'clock is family time. Last night, we we watched. We're going to watch a documentary, but actually we watched um, this thing on Netflix. The Floor is Lava. The Floor is Lava. <laughs> and we were just laughing, man. Just okay. we, we all had to. We all came. We made some pot stickers my wife made. And we just sat there in the living room and just laughed. We we watched on Netflix uh, the Floors Lava, funny show, um, where you know competition show. But um, we just had fun. Yeah, and whatever your family do for fun, we yeah. like watching shows together. We play board games together. Whatever your family do for fun, shut it down. It doesn't have to be shut every night. But at least try for we at least try for once a week to come together. Like we haven't been spending much time together as a family because we've all been so busy. So busy. But um, last night was just so good for my soul. Like I just yeah, felt I, I just felt so reconnected to you, to our kids, like just our family unit together to come together and to just laugh and to just be together. No phones, no nothing. Spent, yeah, just, no phones or nothing. We spent like. What, an hour and a half? Yeah, maybe? like just, we were had such watching. a good time. Like yeah. we went past yeah. bedtime. Yeah. We're like, oh man, it's bedtime already. It was, it was a lot of fun. But um, fun. yeah, but yeah that, time. that family time is the way for you to just cre- continue to create that bond with your with your kids and to let them know that because I'm I'm super busy when it comes to to work. My wife as well. It's just so much stuff going on, and so when you can say, okay, I'm setting everything to the side. We're gonna spend family time. We're going to laugh. We're going to pop popcorn. We're going to watch a movie. Whatever it is, we're going to spend that time together. No excuses. My son rolled his eyes. Oh, God. I, me, I rolled my eyes. Man, I was just about to go play a video game. Nah, like, let's spend time together. So I thought I, I just had, I had to mention it because I had so much fun last night just laughing and um, watching this silly, silly show um, with our kids. You know, it was just fun. So that was the last one. Spend time with your family. So I'm going to go all, all six one more time just so you guys can have them. Number one, cover your kids spiritually, right? We talk about that, praying over your kids, making sure that they know that God loves them, that you love them. Uh, two, being present, meaning turning things off, listening, uh, uh, you know, turning things off, make sure you're present in everything that's happening in their world, knowing what they're listening to, what they're watching, stuff like that, so this way you can be a, a, a guard for them. Uh, number three, listen to your children's hearts, their desires, their dreams. Make sure that you are invested in making sure that they can be the best people that they can be possible. Number four, nurturing their emotional uh, and mental health. We talked about that again. Speaking positivity into your family, into your children, letting them know their love, letting them know that they're they're intelligent, they're smart, they're beautiful. You know, speaking into their 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 well being. Yeah, speak uh, life into your babies. Speaking life, yes. Mm-hmm. Number five, taking care of their physical health, making sure that they're exercising, eating healthy, and doing the correct things that they need to do in order to uh, be healthy. Um, so yeah. if you're healthy, you can continue to do the things you want to do in life with you. You know, obviously if you're not healthy, then you're struggling just to, yeah. just, I'm just loving, it. loving our bodies, loving your body. Mm-hmm. And number six, make sure you spend quality time with your children. All right. Yes. Those are six tips for parenting. Well, during 2021 and beyond cases podcast lives in, you know, forever. So yes, this yeah. podcast will live forever. We'll live forever. Hey, well, I'm AP. This is my beautiful wife, Latoya. And thank you guys so much for joining us for AP and Toya podcast. Make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe. I want to make sure this stuff gets up on YouTube. We have been very lax with stuff, but I want to make sure that stuff gets up there so you guys that are following us can continue to follow us and yeah, join this family that we're creating online. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you follow our podcast on um, Spot. You can find our podcast everywhere. Uh, podcast Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Boom. Where else? SoundCloud. Boom. 
um, iHeartRadio, boom. All that stuff that everywhere you can get up podcast is there. But make sure you guys also follow us on Instagram. That's AP Toya, AP Toya Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok, AP Toya, AP Toya. And yeah. uh, anywhere else, boo, Jesus. Uh, Facebook, all that good stuff, y'all. Anywhere you can find AP and Toya, uh, we're there. Follow us, drop a comment, drop a like. And uh, yeah, I think I'm done with my whole spiel. Anything you want to say, boo, before you sign nope, off? Nope, I'm good. That's it. That's you got to talk to the microphone. That's it. Saying. That's it. Nothing else. Thank you guys for listening. I pray that you will pray over yourself, pray over your children, and you'll be very intentional with your parenting. Very intentional with your parents. We love you guys. Have a great, great day, night, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you guys again next week for another uh, AP Toy Podcast. God bless. See Peace. ya. Bye. Against the world